0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He is the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. We have some 49ers injury news to get to heading into their week seven matchup against the Colts. We'll also do our pick six where we each pick three 49ers that we think are going to have a good game against the Indianapolis Colts. It's the first game out of the bye. 49ers football's back. Let's get into it. Blue wire. Hey,
0: this is George Kittle and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
2: Has got him a the second back inside the 30 yard line. Nick Bosa drops. Aaron Rodgers for a
1: 13 yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. So, Chris, as per usual with this podcast, my cats are chilling, you know, doing whatever. My smaller cat, Stephen Purry, is going absolutely batshit right now. In the office. He's got the zoomies really bad.
3: And he's just attacking. Got... I didn't know cats got oh, zoomies. Oh, big
1: time. They just like, he'll just start like jumping at and attacking like random things that are not visible to the human eye. And he just, I'm taking a video right now and I'm going to send it to you. In fact, I'll post it on Twitter of my cat just being a weirdo. Wow, so some real... that's what's going on. That's what's going on in, in my house.
3: Um, all right. Well, Roscoe's sitting here. Um, he was licking his paws now he just jumped off the bed he's going to uh i think my roommate just came home so he's gonna scratch at the door and be a little bit annoying but i think he'll get over it um i'm drinking a mccurdy cove from my favorite of the kurt puns yeah uh from cooperage it's an excellent pale ale so um let's get let's let's get going i'm looking forward to this to this football game on sunday
1: yeah me too And we can get into predictions and stuff later, but let's talk injuries first. Thursday's practice report is out. Trent Williams for the second consecutive day has not practiced. The team announced that he has a sprained ankle. He's day to day. He's also dealing with an elbow thing per the injury report. Trey Lance still out with a knee injury. And Javon Kinlaw is out Thursday. He was also out Wednesday dealing with the knee injury that's been bothering him since Uh, since they drafted him so let's start with Trent Williams Mm -hmm. who was a little bit of a surprise to show up on the practice report Wednesday well not a surprise that he showed up on the report because Shanahan said that he wasn't going to practice but how how big of a deal is this that Trent Williams might be out on Sunday although you know day to day with a sprained ankle he could still play even if he doesn't practice this
3: week but So Kyle Shanahan went on a radio station somewhere in the Bay Area today Hmm. um, and was asked about Trent Williams. And he said, hopefully, Trent Williams will come back to practice on Friday. And what happened was he suffered an ankle injury against the Cardinals um, and it acted up in practice on Monday. The 49ers coming off their bye had sort of a bonus practice on Monday, which they don't normally have during a week when they play on Sunday, obviously. Um, So Williams practice and then it acted up. So we'll see. We'll we'll have a better idea on Friday. If he comes back to practice Friday, I would imagine that he plays. Um, so if not, it would probably be Jalen Moore making his NFL or his starting debut. He came in and played at the end of the Seahawks game, and um, I think he was fine. I, I think, honestly, I, I tend to think highly of Jalen Moore based on what I, I saw yeah. from him in training camp in the preseason and also talking to, to people behind the scenes. It, it seems like Jalen Moore is... Um, for a fifth round pick, especially somebody they brought in to, to play guard has been um, a nice surprise in terms of his ability to play tackle and, and sort of solidify that swing tackle job even after Justin School got hurt. Um, yeah, the fact that he did that is super impressive. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know that there would be I mean, obviously, there's a huge drop off, right? But I don't look at it like, all right. This is a game changing injury, potentially. I mean, Trent Williams, obviously, one of the 49ers' best players. So it's, there's no replicating that. But if we've seen Kyle Shanahan do anything, um, maybe not necessarily this year because he hasn't had to, but he's been able to scheme around tack, uh, injuries to tackles. Yeah. Particularly in 2019 when he was without both starters, Joe Staley and Michael Blinchy. Right. Um, so I, I think Jalen Moore is good enough to where Shanahan can make it work.
1: Well, and he's going against a Colts team that is not good from a, a pass rush standpoint. Right, uh, DeForest Buckner leads their team in pressures with 20. And then their two edge guys, Tyquan Lewis and Al-Kadeen Muhammad, have 28 pressures combined and five sacks. And they're dealing with some injuries on the defensive line as well at the end. So like, if you were going to go up against uh, a team without your starting left tackle, the Colts are probably the team that you would want to do it. And like you said, it's not as if Jalen Moore is this terrible player. At least he hasn't shown that through the preseason and right. and against the Seahawks. Like, he was fine. He played 22 snaps at the end of the game. But um, I'm I'm with you. Obviously, you want Trent Williams on the field. He's arguably their best offensive player. But if they were going to miss him, this is the game I think they could miss him and not have it damage them too badly.
3: Yeah. And on on the other side of it, they, the 49ers have gotten some positive injury news this week in terms of guys returning. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like K1 Williams is going to play. And so given how much the Colts run RPO and, you know, that that's either like a run or a slant to a guy in the slot, K1 Williams is going to factor into the game in, in some shape or form if he if he does play. So obviously you feel good about that. 49ers still contend that Kwan Williams is, you know, the, one of the best nickels in the league. So he's had issues staying on the field recently, but he's, he is a very good player. And you look at the issues that they've had, you know, forcing turnovers, maybe Williams is a guy who can, um, you know, maybe get a strip sack on a blitz or something, uh, you know, get an interception, knock a ball out somewhere. somewhere. Um, Jamichael Hasty, also somebody who looks like he's going to come back this week off injured reserve. Um, I believe it was an ankle sprain, and he's essentially their third down back. Right. Um, and they've relied on fullback Kyle Juszczyk to be their third down guy in, in Hasty's absence. So um, that potentially could be big. I, I do think, and we can talk about this as we do the pick six, but with um, Elijah Mitchell available, Trey Sermon available, and now Jamichael Hasty available, this might be a game where you see the 49ers try to run it 40 times because remember it might it might rain a lot on sunday. Right. Um, so if it's a wet game the 49ers it might be one of those games where Kyle Shanahan says, "Yeah, if you, if you run the ball 35 times there's there's a good chance you win the game." Uh, that could be the game plan particularly with Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit hobbled and and the weather not to uh, the weather not looking like it's going to favor the passing game. Did you know the
1: Colts are the third-ranked rush defense by DVOA? I'm um, check that. The first-ranked rush defense by DVOA
3: yeah I've... and 29th against the pass. <laughs> it, I, yeah I mean the, the Eagles have a good run defense too or at least they did week two and the 49ers right. still just try to run the ball as much as they can. like that's to me that's kind of what this game is shaping up like to to potentially look like that Eagles game like kind of a slug fest, especially if it's raining. It's going to be a
1: fascinating week after, I think regardless of whether the 49ers win. But if they, if their offense like just has a repeat of the Eagles game, it's going to be a really interesting week.
3: Uh, if, Especially they if just they need lose. a win, honestly. Like, I, I know that's it. That's yeah. I know everybody, no matter what happens, we're going to talk a lot about the quarterback position and be hypercritical of Jimmy Garoppolo one way or another. But honestly, if Garoppolo stinks and he doesn't turn the ball over and they win 14 to 10. That's huge, and that's really It'd all be, that matters at this point. Right? Like, it's only, can... in in my opinion, it's going to take Jimmy Garoppolo turning the ball over for sure. them to to really try to take him out of the lineup.
1: Well, and if he can just do, do you remember that game against the against Washington a couple of years ago? Oh yeah, the nine nothing game at right. So you'll know he was getting more than anybody on
3: in the press box. <laughs> Water was leaking in the press box.
1: Of course, of course it was, <laughs> but. I think you told that story on the pod, but if he can do what he did in that game where he threw an interception on a deep shot to Dante Pettis. And then after that was really good, just protected the football. And I think picked up a couple first downs with his legs. Like if he can, if he can just do that, I I, I'm with you Uh, internally, nothing's going to change for the Niners. But I just think when you talk about externally with the fan base and with various podcasts and other outlets, if their offense goes out and doesn't move the ball against the Colts, it's going to get, it's going to get louder.
3: Yeah. I agree. I agree. They should. And the Colts, the Colts defense, the Colts pass defense isn't particularly good. And they just lost their free safety. Who was a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on his name at the moment. I came in, I came in super prepared, ready to talk about the safety. Julian Blackman. That's his name. Torres Achilles yesterday during practice, terrible injury. Um, but he's a good player and he made yeah. a couple plays in the Houston game. Um, and just been a good player for them all year. So do we, are you excited uh, to watch Carson Wentz? So he's I've fascinating. Watched, he, I mean, he's very interesting because I, I think coming into the season, I, but in the context of Jimmy Garoppolo and where Jimmy Garoppolo is at, I find Carson Wentz interesting because Carson Wentz, you know, former second overall pick in 2016, obviously always viewed as a super talented player, like always had the traits, right. It had the size, the big arm, the mobility. Um, he was incredible on third down, particularly in 2017. Um, and just like a playmaking quarterback. And in a lot of ways, including the North Dakota state connection is similar to, to Trey Lance in that way. And, um, but coming into the season given all that's gone wrong with Trey Lance particularly in Philadelphia you're just like yeah Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Trey Lance, or bit Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Carson Wentz right just like the Colts no. situation might be a mess we don't know if if Carson Wentz can stay healthy Carson Wentz even when he was playing was horrendous with the Eagles like Jimmy Garoppolo has been not great but Carson Wentz was worse right i, I feel yeah. pretty comfortable saying that the Niners' um, defense
1: has a chance to generate a couple turnovers. Yeah. Something I, they haven't done a lot of this year.
3: Right. But the way Carson Wentz has played this year, including last week against Houston, and I know it was against Houston. You're like, ah, there, there's some there. The, the talent's still there. Like you can still see it. I, I don't know that I've seen enough to like bet on Carson Wentz to this point, but he's not, he, he looks like he's a lot better than he was in Philadelphia. And I admittedly only watched the Houston game. And don't want to make my entire judgment off that, but it was just like in terms of the throws he was making, um, it was like, all right, it's not, it's not terrible right now. But first. even against even against the Ravens, he was a little bit better. Yeah.
1: It's it's like he's getting back into this system with Frank Reich, and he's starting to get a little more comfortable and he's playing better. It's almost this might be too harsh of a comparison, but I'm gonna pull this to the NBA for a second. He's a little bit to me. <laughs> He's a little bit like Jeff Green in that Ooh. you're like, oh, the talent's there, but it just can't really quite put it together.
3: You think Carson Wentz is going to start at quarterback for like six more teams then? Yes.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's probably not the best comparison. It was just the first name that came to mind when I thought of somebody who, who kind of uh, whose career didn't didn't match their talent level. Uh, J.R. Smith, maybe. Like okay. jr smith had a really nice career but he was always way more talented than the kind of role he was in
3: shooter shoot yeah so like that's what i'm going i'm going with jr smith okay the the colts the colts kind of seem like a big play offense right yeah. carson wentz is completing 64 percent of his passes which isn't ideal but he's averaging 12 and a half yards per completion and right. 260 yards a game yeah. um and he's thrown nine touchdowns and only had one pick mm-hmm. so we can talk about that as we go through the pick six in terms of how we want to um, do this draft and uh, you know grab players in terms of how they're going to impact the game for the 49ers. But mm-hmm. the Colts had some big plays in that game against Houston where, you know, if you're watching it from a 49ers perspective, you're like, all right, if we take away the 52, 52-yard catch to T.Y. Hilton um, and the 51-yard touchdown to Paris Campbell on, on deep passes and the 83-yard run, um to Taylor like you know the 49ers for their defense has not given up many big plays and their their whole plan is to force teams to make throws underneath and go on these long you know 15 play drives like we've talked about like the Colts are very much a big play offense so if the 49ers can take those away then it might be really tough sledding for Carson Wentz particularly in the rain like that that to me is like I feel like it's going to be really hard to throw 50 yard bombs in the rain on Sunday night maybe maybe we yeah. should get
1: to the pick six because let's I have thoughts. To, about yeah, let's get exactly to the pick
3: because there. I I, do, I have thoughts on that. So.
1: All right, let me tell you about Tick Pick first. Okay. All right, y'all. 49ers football's here, it's back, it's been back. And if you haven't been to Levi Stadium yet, what are you doing? You might be like, Kyle, the cost is a little bit high. Well, I have a solution for you, and that's Tick Pick. There's no need to exhaust yourself. You don't need to go all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site. That's right. I said no fees, and it's the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. That's right. Not just 49er tickets. Maybe you're listening in a different state, and you want to go catch a Niner game when they go visit uh, the Jaguars. You can, you can get your Jaguars tickets, 49ers Jaguars tickets at Tick Pick. So TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge. You know, the ones where you purchase your ticket and then the service fees and stuff cost more <laughs> than the ticket which, run, which you run into a lot, like buying A's tickets, which, which I do quite a bit. But Pick, you're not going to have to worry about that. So it lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe me, if you can find better prices for the same seats on a different ticket site... Tick pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So the 49ers, of course, Sunday night at Levi Stadium against the Indianapolis Colts coming off the bye week. It's going to be perfect football weather. Get And I mean that from the like kind of nasty weather sense. I personally love being in that watching football. It's the ideal place. It's the ideal way to watch football. Like I know people want to say like, oh, 65 and 70. Like, no, nah, man, get out in the rain, get out in the muck that's that's the ultimate football experience so so you're going into sunday night the 49ers need a win they're going to need you there so get your tickets at tick pick and check this out visit tickpickcom candlestick today to save ten dollar on your first order of 49ers tickets that's TickPick.com/ti t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k.com candlestick today to save ten dollars on your first order of 49ers tickets we'll see you at levi's Stadium.
2: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right,
1: let's get into the pick six, Chris. Six 49ers players that we think are going to have the biggest impact On Sunday's game against the Indianapolis Colts, you pick three, I'll pick three, and then in our post-game pod, we'll go over who won. Who picks first this week?
3: I think it's me this week. Okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I took Bosa last week, I believe.
1: All right. Number one this week for me, I'm going with Elijah Mitchell for something that you said earlier. I think this is going to be, I don't know if the Niners run it 45 times, but I think when they do run it, it's going to be a very heavy dose of Elijah Mitchell getting out on those edges. We already talked about the Colts defensive line. The Niners aren't going to want to run it at DeForest Buckner and they're going to want to keep it out of the interior. That's where Elijah Mitchell's speed is going to come into play outside of Darius Leonard. The Colts linebacker, they're not super talented in the back end. And I just think that this is a game where Elijah Mitchell could have a couple, two, three of those runs where he gets to the edge and breaks the tackle and and turns out a big play. And on Sunday Night Football, I could just really see this becoming the kind of Elijah Mitchell breakout game. So um, I like Elijah Mitchell to have uh, a bigger game than he had in Arizona, where he only carried it nine times.
3: That's a good pick. I like it um i'm starting elijah mitchell in fantasy this week yeah i think i am too but largely because i have uh injury issues elsewhere um so talking about carson wentz and sort of their reliance on big plays i know it's going to be an ugly running game most likely and they're probably going to run the ball a good amount but i do think there are going to be some shot plays because I think in order to beat the 49ers, the Colts are going to have to connect on a couple of those. That's sort of the 49ers strength, as we mentioned, is defending the big player. Um, with that in mind, I'm going chalk here, and I'm taking Nick Bosa. Because That's fair. Look, if Carson Wentz has to take a seven-step drop, I, I like Nick Bosa's chances at, at getting home again. Um, yes. So I'm... I'm going to take Nick Bosa. I'm trying to find some like profound analysis. No, Nick Bosa
1: is the 49ers best defensive player.
3: Right. He has, he has five five games. Yeah. You know, like there's a good chance he gets at least another one against Carson who was sacked on 6.8% of his dropbacks.
1: This is one of my favorite 49ers stats. They've given up 14 touchdowns this year. Do you know how many of those have been more than 20 yards?
3: I'm going to guess zero.
1: One. one. It was the screen pass to DeAndre Swift in week one. Oh, good call. Good call. Then there was a Russell Wilson 16-yard rush in their loss to Seattle. How long was Alex Collins' touchdown against 14. Seahawks? 14, okay. So the Russell Wilson 16-yard run and the DeAndre Swift 43-yard screen pass mm-hmm. are the two touchdowns beyond fifty yard, 15 yards that the Niners have given up all year. Like they just don't they just don't give up big plays, and that's partly because of the play in the secondary, but it's also because of uh who you just mentioned. It's Nick Bosa. He's even when he's not in the backfield, he's creating havoc. Yeah. And making quarterbacks get rid of the ball probably a little sooner than they want to. Yep. I think that's a good pick by you. Thank you. It didn't take a whole lot of brain power over here. (laughs) Um number three give me Fred Warner. Okay. And again, this is a little bit chalk, but if the weather conditions were going to be different, I might stay out of the second level. But when you talk about the Colts offense, you know, we've talked a lot about Carson Wentz, but Jonathan Taylor is really kind of what makes that offense go Mm -hmm. when he is playing well, they're going to put up points And Fred Warner is, I think, going to be responsible for slowing him down, not only in the run game, but if they're going to try and hit some short passes, get him out on the edge, get him, get him out in the flat. That's where, that's where where Fred Warner is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only diagnosing those RPOs mentally, but being able to then get to the edge and, and make a play if the ball goes out that direction. So, um, I don't know if he'll have an interception or generate a turnover or anything, but I think it's going to be one of those games where not only Fred Warner by the end of the game has 11 or 12 tackles, but there's three or four of those that were like big third down stops or uh, cut a play down early. That was going to go for a ton of yards. Um, I just, again, Sunday night football spotlights on the Niners are desperate and Fred mm-hmm. Warner has been as vocal about that as anybody um, talking about, talking about, you know, they need to play better and he's taking personal responsibility. So I think he's going to put the onus on himself to kind of take over this game and he's good enough to do that. So I think Fred Warner is going to have a big one for the 49ers.
3: I like it. Um, so for my fourth pick or the fourth pick overall, my second pick, um, I'm going with somebody talked about a little bit earlier. I'm going with Kwan Williams mm. because a lot of defense. The 49ers have turned the ball over or – taking the ball away on defense twice the yep. entire season, which is tied for the fewest in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think they're, they're going to be desperate to force turnovers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that desperation is going to manifest itself in D'Amico Ryan's play calling. And I can easily see a scenario where Kwan Williams is blitzing Carson Wentz on the backside Carson Wentz doesn't see him. Kwan Williams hits him and knocks the ball out um, and forces a turnover, which we saw a bunch in 2019. Um, that was probably one of the more underrated parts of the 49ers defense was how good Kwan Williams was when he blitzed. He didn't blitz a lot, yeah. but there were there were a few plays during the year that like the blitzes really mattered because they, they led to turnovers or big plays. Um, so I'm banking on that happening now that Williams is back. And, uh, and I think Carson Wentz is, is a target that Williams can get to. He's not, you know, Carson Wentz is mobile, but he's not super elusive. Um, he's not Russell Wilson, right? He's not going to spin right. away from Dante Johnson like he did on that touchdown throw to Freddie Swaim in that game a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Kaywan Williams for me, I think he's going to make a big play, potentially force a turnover, and uh, that would be big for the 49ers' chances in winning, given their inability to take the ball away.
1: I have two notes on this one. I I love your point on Carson Wentz being mobile, but not super escapable. And that's honestly one of the things that gets him in trouble. And you saw that a lot in Philly where he would, you know, evade a sack and then be wrapped up and then try and just get rid of the ball and throw it into triple coverage because he was trying to not take a sack. Yeah. So, so I think, I think that's, that's a good pick for that reason. The other thing is you mentioned the Niners two takeaways Neither player that generated those takeaways is going to be on the field Sunday. Drake Greenlaw is on IR, and Dante Johnson will go back to the bench with K1 Williams starting. You're, you're right. So the, trying, players, knew, yeah. the players, the players on the players on the field are going to have generated zero turnovers for the 49ers this season. So I I really like that pick. Number five overall, my third and final choice. I'm going Jimmy G. <laughs> I was thinking about it. So here's why. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad football player. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. And I think getting two weeks to stop the snowball effect of what was going on with the offense, because he didn't have a good game in week two. It took forever to get going in week three. He didn't even score the first touchdown. Trey Lance did. And then in week four against the Seahawks, he got hurt early on and just was not was not good. The Niners' defense was awesome, and the the offense put up seven points, so in the first half. So I think Garoppolo has had a couple weeks to kind of sit back, especially the bye week where he didn't have to practice, didn't have to worry about anything, just rehab, get right. I think the Niners are going to bring a few things offensively that are uh, schematically a little bit different. You get the run game going. I picked Elijah Mitchell first, so I think having the run game going is going to help Garoppolo a lot. It may not be downfield passing. We may not see, you know, him air one out to Debo Samuel or anything like that. But I think if the run game's going, it opens up those passing lanes in the middle of the field where Jimmy Garoppolo is a very, very good player. Um, When he's getting it to Debo Samuel or, or a tight end or Kyle use or whoever it is between the hashes, he's a good player and a really efficient quarterback. So, I think that the run game is going to get going and that's going to open things up for Garoppolo. Maybe the the average depth of target isn't, isn't super high. And it's not one of those games where you walk away going, wow, man, Garoppolo is awesome. But I do think the statistical production is going to be pretty good, even if it is rainy, because I think there's going to be some really easy throws for him um, that, that his receivers are going to turn into big plays because that's kind of how this offense is built. So I think we see a little bit like week one, like I said, maybe without the deep shot to Debo uh, on the 79 yard touchdown, but just where he's efficient, gets the ball where it needs to go, decisive, and uh, just puts together a, a really good game that kind of solidifies why the Niners are starting him.
3: I uh, don't hate any of your points. I'm just, I, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm just like, so my thing with Garoppolo this week is that can he just not turn the ball over, and is the rain at all like is a. Is not having ideal footing going to factor in, right? Like, I don't know because he, he even said, you know, after the Seahawks game, it was like the issue he had was pushing off the injury. And so, if he's 100% healed and he can push off, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. If he's not 100% and he's a little bit worried about his footing and he doesn't push off, like that's when Jimmy Garoppolo is prone to, to throw interceptions. So I'm with you in, in the overall 49ers optimism this week because I do think they're fed up with what's happened during the first five weeks. They're mm-hmm. a desperate team. They're on their home field. Uh, they are coming off a bye, and and they've played pretty well off byes in the past. And maybe Kyle Shanahan did some reevaluating in terms of the way he's um, approached these games from a schematic perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, always, I'm just always going to be worried about Garoppolo to this point. But I, I don't sure. hate the pick. Because I get I get the optimism. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go back to chalk for my last pick. Uh, I'm going to go Debo Samuel.
1: Yeah, you have to.
3: Because even if it's raining, Debo's the type of guy that you can get the ball to in easy ways. Yep. You can give him jet sweeps. You can line him up in the backfield. You can run screens. Um, you could give him handoffs. You can do a ton of things and kyle shanahan has made it very clear that he believes debo samuels correct uh, rightfully so that debo samuels his best playmaker on offense right now um so he's going to be involved uh and that's part of it i wanted to pick brandon Ayuk as a zag because Hmm. if you're if you're a defensive coordinator and you're Looking at the 49ers through their first five games and you're saying, How'd I slow these guys down? It starts with D'Lo Samuel. Mm -hmm. So you say, All right, I'm gonna throw more guys to this side of the field. I'm gonna try to limit his touches in any way we can. Um, that's where I'm you know, I'm focusing my coverage, which in theory should create opportunities for Brandon Ayuk. And maybe coming out of the bye, Kyle Shanahan has decided, you know, maybe we get Brandon Ayuk in. But ultimately, given the first five weeks and just how weird they felt, I couldn't. I couldn't make that decision. Um, I need to see Ayuk have, have one of those games first before I feel comfortable. Before I before I risk put my reputation on the line. <laughs> yeah, your <laughs> sterling <laughs> reputation for sure. Yeah, my sterling reputation for picking him in in pick six. Um, but no, I'm going Debo. So,
1: so I uh, I what I'm going to predict. I will put my reputation on the line here. Okay. The touchdown to Jawan Jennings in week two, it was Kittle lined up inside of Jennings mm-hmm. on the left side. Kittle ran an in-breaking route, and a defensive back and a linebacker and a safety jumped him and left Jawan Jennings by himself on the left side. It wouldn't surprise me if the Niners run the exact same thing with Debo and Ayuk on that side. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a way to generate a big play off of what you said, where, where Samuel is garnering so much attention that, you know, Ayuk's not a, bad, again, Ayuk's not a bad player, he's super explosive. We saw it last year. If you get in the ball in space, he's going to make a play. So I like the Debo pick though, because there's just so many ways to get in the ball that don't involve, uh, throwing it a bunch of yards.
3: The Niners just need to get in rhythm mm-hmm. offensively and yep. part of getting in rhythm is making big plays, and a lot of those big plays I feel like are going to be made through Debo Samuel, whether it's, you know, the those like reverse runs that we saw in 2019 when they needed big plays and even got some touchdowns out of. They ran a couple times in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, there are a lot of different they – just, they just need to find a rhythm. So that, that's why I think their, their game plan is going to be Debo, Debo, Debo Samuel-centric. Debo centric. <laughs> Debo central. Um that that's a podcast name. Somebody could have if they want. Um <laughs> you guys can have it. We don't want it. <laughs> but uh yeah, I am I mean, I are, like are you it. expecting a win?
1: Yeah, let's let's roll back through the pick six real quick. Okay. I took Elijah Mitchell first, Fred Warner third, and Jimmy Garoppolo fifth. You took Nick Bosa second, K'Wan Williams fourth, and Debo Samuel sixth. I like the diversity between offense and defense three offense three defense but i do think it's interesting that we went three consecutive defenders between 2 and 4
3: yeah i think the i think Carson their Wentz is not bad game no no and, it's going to
1: take it's going to take a good game for the niners defense to to win yeah
3: because I, I think it's the colts defense is not bad um it's also ranked 20th against the pass and 11th against the, the run just in in raw numbers not your fancy DVOA their
1: DVOA fast. they're 29th against the pass and that okay. was with their starting safety.
3: I knew that, and that's why I included Debo Samuel in my, in my picks. Right. I just wanted to let you, you know, sound smart. and reveal Thanks, man.
1: Anytime I drop DVOA, <laughs> I feel like my <laughs> IQ jumps up a couple points. Yeah, absolutely. I do think the 49ers are going to win. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me if they win by, like, kind of a lot. Um, yeah. Like, 10-plus points, and where they kind of control the game the whole time. That's that's kind of what I'm what I'm banging on, like a, like a 26 to 10, 26, 13 type of game.
3: Yeah. Or
1: you know maybe 26, 20, where the Colts get a late touchdown. You know, call it something like that. But on the other hand, if the Niners lose. It feels like it might be like all time rock bottom for the Shanahan era.
3: Oh, I would agree for sure, particularly losing no- to
1: a two and four team coming out of the bye at home. With a healthy Garoppolo and a mostly healthy team,
3: but even if that you, would be that would be rough. If you, I mean, it's it would be real close to rock bottom, even if you lose Garoppolo. Right, Garoppolo aggravates his calf injury. You don't have a healthy Trey Lance to come in and play. You're looking at Nate Sudfeld trying <sighs> to keep you from falling to two and four. But so I mean,
1: but I mean, really if they lose game. with Garoppolo. You don't have that. Well, injuries, injuries got him again.
3: No, no, no. I know that's what I mean. Yeah. They lose and
1: they're healthy. Like,
3: oh, yeah, that would be bad, particularly given all the quarterback discussion that's already been happening. And the fact that you don't even have Trey Lance, like if, you know, I, I would say for right now, Trey, Trey Lance, who didn't even practice, couldn't even get on the practice field this week would be a big question mark for next week going to Chicago. So if you lose this game with Jimmy Garoppolo stinking it up, you got to play Jimmy Garoppolo again, most likely. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. two and four. And then all of a sudden your plan, like if they're two and four after their first six games and Jimmy and Kyle Shanahan, all all while Kyle Shanahan is committed to Jimmy Garoppolo, that's, that's a terrible scene for Kyle Shanahan.
1: Fair. I think they're going to win though. That being I said, I think they're going to win and win comfortably.
3: I, I I think they're going to win. I think they're due for a good performance.
1: I do too. I, I, have I look faith forward in,
3: in Kyle Shanahan. You know, I know it's been a, a weird start to the season and we've talked, we've criticized him a lot. And I think rightfully so, but I, I do have faith in their infrastructure and all of those things that they could, they could beat a two and four Colts team at home coming off a bye.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I look forward to revisiting our pick six on Monday and i think we're going to have some some good some good selections.
3: It'll be it'll be fun. All
1: right, everybody, thanks for listening. Tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review. We will be back with a post game pod i think tuesday. Monday, either monday or tuesday. We'll have to figure that out, but
3: we'll have three pods for next night game week. sunday, so we'll probably record monday night.
1: Yeah, so we're looking at looking at a tuesday pod breaking everything down. And uh, like I said, I think we're going to be talking about a 49ers win. So, see you go! Go drink Cooperage.
3: It's delicious. It's smart.
0: This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently.